Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. I want to remind you that God loves you dearly. You're important to Him. He loves you tremendously. He loves you unconditionally. And He created you to walk in victory in every area of your life. This month, I'll be sharing about the authority you have once you make Jesus Lord of your life. This will be good news to you if you've never been told that God has given you power and authority over Satan and his plans for your life. My prayer is that this will not just be another message, but it will be a message of revelation knowledge that changes your perspective on how you live your life so that you can live the victorious life that you were created to live. I'd like to ask you a couple questions. Do you realize that God has given you power and authority as a believer? Are you using your God-given authority to enforce Satan's defeat in your life? Have you ever asked yourself, is Holy Spirit trying to show me something to make my life better? Well, my hope is that I will answer these questions for you today. When I decided I would learn about my God-given authority, what it is, why I have it, and how to use it, I discovered that many Christians were like me. They had no idea that they have authority that they've never tapped into or even realized that they have the ability to use authority to make their life better. So in this series, my goal is to teach you that you have authority or power over the enemy's tactics against your life, and you can enforce Satan's defeat in every area of your life. God created you to reflect His image, and as His reflection, you have His creative power on the inside of you. When you put God's Word in your mouth and mix it with your faith, those words release creative power into your circumstances, which enable you to go to a higher level of victory. Just as God released creative power through His words when He spoke the world into existence, He's given you the same ability to create your world and what you need or what you want by using the words that you speak. Now, God spoke a word, and the world that didn't exist suddenly existed. In the first chapter of Genesis, in verses 1 through 3, God tells us, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God spoke the word, and Holy Spirit made it come to pass. God has given you that same power to speak words to influence the outcome of your life. You can create your future with your words. Proverbs 18.21 tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. All the creative power you possess is released with your words. Words of bringing life or words that bring death. When Jesus walked the earth, he demonstrated his authority by the creative power of speaking God's words. 
An example of this is found in Mark 4, 35 through 41, when the disciples were at sea with him and a fierce storm arose. Although Jesus said, we are going to the other side, as he stepped into the boat, panic struck the disciples when the wind and the waves began to rock the boat. The disciples were suddenly thrust into a world that was charged with fear. At that moment, you can imagine the anxiety, the tension, the stress, and the fear that they were experiencing as they saw and expected the impending tragedy that they were facing. Have you faced or are you facing situations that stir those same type of emotions? The disciples woke Jesus. You know, he was sleeping peacefully in the back of the boat and they told him of their situation. He simply stepped out onto the bow of the boat and spoke a creative word to the storm. He said, peace, be still. In Mark 4.39, we read that story. When Jesus spoke to the water and he spoke to the storm, Holy Spirit accomplished what he spoke. And there was peace on the water and the wind stopped. I want to encourage you right now to take a minute and think about the storms in your life today. Are they stirring anxiety in your life? What areas of your life have storms crashed in on you? It may be strife in your home challenges in your finances, confusion on your job. You might be racing over the countless things that you need to do. You think you don't have enough time to get them all done. Or it may be health issues in your body or sickness of a loved one. Today is your day to begin exercising your authority over these situations. Right now, I want you to open your mouth and speak to them. Call that situation by name and say, peace, be still. Now, did you sense a change within you or within the atmosphere of your home? This is just one example of exercising your power and your authority through your spoken words. This is the same authority that Jesus used when he spoke to the wind and the waves, and they had to obey him. It's the same authority that he used in Mark 5:41 when he went to the house where a young woman lay dead. He told all the people that were mourning to leave the house, and he said to the young lady, Arise! At that moment, life came where there had been lifelessness. John 3.34 tells us that Jesus had the Spirit of God without measure, but we have God's Spirit with measure. When we die to our flesh and allow more of Holy Spirit to indwell us, we have a greater measure of God's Spirit on the inside of us. However, none of us experience God's Spirit without measure like Jesus did. When Jesus spoke, He spoke by the power of the limitless Holy Spirit within Him. He said and did everything that Father God wanted Him to say and do, and it was always by the power of Holy Spirit. He lived in total dependence upon the Spirit. However, Jesus said a peculiar thing in John fourteen twelve 
when he said, Greater works than these shall he, that's you and me, do, because I go unto my Father. Peter understood this delegation of power and authority rather quickly. Just days after Jesus ascended to heaven, Peter went to the temple at the hour of prayer. He saw a lame man begging, expecting to receive something from the people going into the temple. Acts 3, 6 in the New Living Translation tells us, But Peter said, I do not have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Using the authority of the name of Jesus, Peter reached out his hand to the beggar and helped him to his feet. As Holy Spirit confirmed Peter's spoken words using Jesus' authority, the man leapt to his feet and he began walking and jumping. And because his legs that had once been lame since his birth, they were suddenly filled with strength and life. Then, together, they began walking and jumping and praising God, and they went into the temple. Let's look at the first book of Ephesians, as this is where the believer's authority is revealed more than any other place in the letters that Paul wrote to the churches. We're going to look at two specific prayers that Paul wrote, and these are Holy Spirit-inspired prayers that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And they're prayers that you can apply to your life today. I'm going to begin reading in Ephesians 1.16 and go through verse 20. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called, His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, the second prayer is found in Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. It reads, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. A turning point in my life came when I started reading these two prayers aloud, and then I began meditating on them. As I read, I would stop and think about what I was praying. 
I would think about what I was reading, and I would let the words sink deep down into my spirit man. As I began reading them aloud, personalizing them, and inserting a person's name or me and my wherever Paul said you, it changed my life, and I started seeing results. For example, in reading Ephesians three fourteen through 17 this is how I would read it. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in my inner man, that Christ may dwell in my heart, by faith. You know, after I had been praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come to me, as it states in verse 17, I began to realize that I started having a spirit of revelation that began to operate in my life. I began to see things in the Bible that I had never seen before, and the Bible began to come alive and open up to me. As I prayed these verses over my husband, he's come home from work and told me that he got answers to questions or situations that he knew it was only by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of revelation, or the Spirit of wisdom, that he had received his answer. And it's the same with me. I've received answers from God that I know are a result of praying these prayers. This is one of the best spiritual discoveries that God has revealed to me. As a Christian, you must have the spirit of wisdom and revelation of Jesus Christ and His Word if you're going to grow to spiritual maturity. The only way you receive revelation of God's Word is by the Holy Spirit as He reveals it to you spiritually. You know, we don't receive spiritual impartation or revelation through our mind, our wills, or our emotions, or what we call our intellect. It only comes by Holy Spirit. It only comes by the Holy Spirit to our spirit because God is the Spirit. Have you been praying for your family without seeing any results or delayed results? Well, today I want to encourage you to pray these two prayers, and I assure you that you'll see your prayers answered because you're praying according to Scripture. Let's look at Ephesians 6. 6.12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, I just want to thank God that we have authority over such evil spirits through Jesus Christ. You know, if you don't know this, I want to tell you today that you need to grasp this realization that you have authority through the shed blood of Jesus, through His written word, and through the power of His name. Your fight with the devil should always be with the awareness that you are seated with Jesus at the right hand of Father God, which is the place of authority, in the heavenly realm and that you have authority over Satan because he's already been defeated. Jesus defeated him for you. This is the authority that you have as a born-again believer. I get really excited whenever I talk about authority because it has changed my life. You know, it would be very presumptuous on my part to assume that if you're listening today that you are born again. So I would like to just take a minute and ask you a simple question. 
if you died today, do you know you would go to heaven? You know, if you can't answer with a definite yes and testify that you believe Jesus was raised from the dead and that you have asked him to be your Lord and Savior so that you can spend eternity with him in heaven, I'd like to have the honor of leading you to your personal Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you tired of trying to live your life on your own? Do you feel like you just can't continue to live your life the way it is right now? Do you need a Savior? Do you need a Deliverer? A Redeemer? Do you need a fresh start today? Then pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. In John 3.37, your word says, The one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. So I know you won't cast me out, but you will take me in. God says in Romans 10.13 that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I am calling on your name to save me and give me eternal life with you. So I know you have saved me according to your word. You also said in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, that I will be saved. I am calling on you now. The word says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, Father, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he was raised from the dead for my justification. And I confess now Jesus as my Lord. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart. Because your word says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. So I believe with my heart And thank you that I have now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, and I am saved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have prayed that prayer, I want to rejoice with you and send you some materials to help you start your new life with Jesus. If you will email your contact information to Lucia underscore Claiborne at yahoo.com and put salvation testimony in the subject line. I'll send you information to help you get started in your Christian walk with Jesus. Now, back to your authority. You receive God's authority when you're born again, and because you've been made a new creature in Christ, you inherit the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can use it in prayer against the enemy. As I said earlier, there's power in the name of Jesus. When you speak the name of Jesus, every knee in the spirit realm bows when they hear that name. However, the devil doesn't want Christians to learn about the authority they have as a believer. He wants to continue defeating you in every possible way. That's why he will do whatever he can to stop you from learning the truth about the authority that God has given you through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. He knows that when you learn the truth about your authority and you start releasing your faith-filled words to walk in victory, His days of destruction in your life are over. He realizes you will dominate him by the authority that is rightfully yours. Ephesians 1.3 in the Amplified Bible reads, Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. So from this verse, we can see that because we are seated in Jesus, that all of the spiritual blessings belong to us. Authority belongs to us, whether you realize it or not. However, now just knowing that you have this authority is not enough. You have to act on that knowledge to get results. I like to use this example as a good comparison of not only knowing your power, but using your power and authority against Satan. If you look at a light switch on the wall, you know that there is power from the power company that comes through the power lines outside your house right into that switch. However, that power is not made available to you until you flip the switch on. It is the same principle of knowing you have spiritual authority over Satan versus flipping the switch on to release that power and authority over Satan when you open your mouth and speak those faith-filled words. If you don't know what belongs to you in the spirit realm, you can't exercise your power and authority to use it, so it doesn't do any good. This is why you need to know what belongs to you as a Christian. That's why God sent His Word to tell you what belongs to you. In John 8:32, Jesus says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In Hosea 4, 6, God says, My people, not sinners, not the world, are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. As I close this week's podcast, I would like to encourage you to renew your mind to the fact that God has given you power and authority over Satan and every tactic that he brings your way. I'd like you to join me again next week as we pick up and continue discussing the authority that we have as a born-again child of God. If you'd like more information about your authority, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclayborn.com. And remember that God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And He wants you to walk in victory every day of your life, in every area of your life.